Hi, Sam. Hey. I'm like snarfing down food right now because I'm I'm starving and I'm shaking and I know that the second you start talking, I'm going to want to throw up. So I'm like, hurry, eat. Well, as promised last week, we're going to go a little bit lighter this week. I mean, it's still, still a horrible case because... Yeah. <laughs> kind of the nature of last our week. Last week was a lot, man. That was a lot to process. And I, I was like rereading your notes and re-listening to it. And I was like, I cannot make sense out of that one. I know. It's a hard <clears> one. That one was a lot. Well, this one may be a little scary because it hits a little close to home. We are cover- what do you mean? We're covering a Wyoming case Wyoming! Today. So this one's going to take place in Lander. I, I always... <laughs> this is awful. I always say, Wyoming would be such a great place to, I don't mean great place, but an easy place to get away with murder. Um, I 100% believe that there's a serial killer. In Wyoming? There's probably several. I mean. Because it's so remote and so there's. There's so much different landscape and mm-hmm. the fact that you can get from the top of the state to the bottom of the state in just six hours. This is not an invitation, y'all. Yeah, I mean, this is not up. a this is not a challenge. Keep 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 it out of our state. But there's just so much wilderness and mountains and space. Yeah, and you can get you can cover so much ground. I mean, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up in Wyoming. Yep, as so, did you. So did I. So called the beautiful state of Wyoming, which does not exist. That is not an invitation for everybody to flock here. No. <laughs> it's very expensive. It's so expensive and there's just nothing to do. Yeah, it's, we, it's really ugly. We ride horses to work. We don't have cars. No electricity. I have no idea how we're recording this because we don't even own cell phones or right. computers. <laughs> Desolate. Do not, do, not an invitation. It does not exist. <laughs> so welcome to our podcast. This is The Suspended Sentence. I am Tracy. And I'm Samantha. And let's let's do this, Wyoming. Okay, so this is the disappearance of Amy Rowe Betchel. Ooh. So she was born in 1972. Mm-hmm. I could not find a whole lot about her childhood, which is not that surprising to me. People in Wyoming te- seem to be very keep to themselves. Private. That's we pride ourselves on it. Yep. So. Some things that I did find, though, she came from a great family. She loved her family very much. Mm-hmm. They, She grew up about an hour outside of Lander. I don't okay. know the exact town that she grew up in. I mean, so. It's I mean, probably not a town. It's probably just <laughs> sagebrush. Sagebrush field. Um, in 1996, she ran the Boston Marathon in three hours and eight minutes. Wow. That is about a seven and a half minute average per mile when the national average is a ten, ten and a half minute marathon. Mm-hmm. Like minute per mile marathon yeah in college i'm not a runner but that's impressive the only thing i run is my mouth i would 100 percent have a heart attack and die absolutely i walk up your stairs and i'm out of breath (laughs) (laughs) she went to the university of wyoming go pokes go pokes um she while she was in college she met her boyfriend steve who she married a year later after she graduated? After she graduated. Nice. They moved to Lander in 1996, so it was a very big year for them. She ran the Boston Marathon. They got married. They moved to Lander. It was... That's awesome. I'm impressed with her. I mean... Well, that's Wyoming. That's women from Wyoming. the Boston Marathon. Oh, I, while planning a wedding. I'm married, and planning a wedding is one of the most stressful things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Amy's just like, 
I can take a break from wedding planning. I'm going to go run a Boston Marathon. <laughs> I, need, I need a stress reliever. I'm going to go run the Boston Marathon. So we flash forward a year later. It's 1997. Um, her and Steve loved the outdoors. It's very yep. common in Wyoming. That's our, that's our gig. That's, our, that's what we do. They loved hiking, rock climbing. And Amy was in the process of organizing a 10K to go through the mountains. Fantastic. It's what, the Shoshone Mountains over there? Mm-hmm. Is that what's by Lander? Shoshone Mountains. Or sh- what is it? <laughs> <laughs> National Park or whatever. Yeah. Shoshone National Park. So she was organizing um, a 10K for later that summer is what she was doing. That's awesome. So Thursday, July 24th, 1997, Amy had a very busy to-do list. She had to get her utilities set up, go to the gym, had some other things that she needed to do for them to be moving into their new home that they just purchased. Aww. So they're, they're newlyweds. Yep. They're doing it. Active. Involved. Yep. Amy wanted to get everything accomplished off her to-do list that day so that she could go for a run and work on her, her trail, her outline for the 10K. So just to give you kind of a run-through of that, what that day looked for, like for Amy, she had to teach a children's gymnastics class that morning. She went to the recycling center. She made some calls for utilities to get up, set, set up in their new home. She dropped off some prints to be framed about 2.30, and this was the last sighting of Amy. 2.30 in the afternoon. Now, Steve's day looked a little bit different. They left the house about the same time. He had an all-day rock climbing trip that was about an hour away with his friend Sam. He got home about 3.30, about 3.30, 4 o'clock, and Amy was not back. He wasn't worried about this because he knew that she had a very busy day and that she was planning to go for that run afterwards. Around 7 p.m. that evening, um, their neighbors came by to invite Amy and Steve to go with them to the movies. Steve said no because he wanted to wait to see, see Amy when she got home. At first, I was like... I would be so freaked out if my neighbors just showed up to invite me to the movies, but then I remembered it's 97. So, <laughs> how else would you know if anybody is home? You, like, was there cell phone set? I was like, I was there a year old at this point. Um, I think, I think back then it was still pagers and house phones. So, they were like, just stopping by to invite them to go to the movies. So, I guess it's not that weird. I'd be like, no. someone knocked on my door, I straight don't open the door. Yeah, no, that was, that was the thing back then. <laughs> I straight don't open the door. It gets to be about 9 uh, 9 to 10 p.m., and Steve starts to get a little bit worried. They had discussed going to see Amy's parents about an hour away, but had decided not to just because they had very busy days. So Steve was wondering if maybe she did decide to go see her parents. So he called her parents and confirmed that she had not been there. So now her parents are a little weirded out that, Mm -hmm. where's Amy? The neighbors returned home from the movies about 11 p.m. and stopped by the apartment just to check in and chat. Steve did not want to leave the house in case Amy did come home, so the neighbors said that they would go ahead and take a drive where Amy liked to go running and see if maybe she'd got hurt. Sure. It's the wilderness. Like, maybe she fell, twisted her ankle. Like, let's just go make sure she's okay. Not super concerned yet, but a little, a little, it's like... It's 11. Uh, it's dark. It's... She should be home by now. Yeah. So, Steve... But then, again, and I, and this is, like, my reference point right now, like, your husband is the worst oh so bad he's the worst about going off and doing things and not checking in and so i mean it's it's kind of you know you don't you're you're worried but you're not like panic planning a funeral worried yet right now steve does decide at this point it maybe it's time just to notify the police okay i listened to this 911 call a few times and it doesn't sit right with me steve and i says and i quote i have a missing person and was just wondering if you maybe have an extra 
Well, I get it. Like, maybe he's just, like, kind of awkward. But, like, and he's not horribly worried at this point. But I don't still don't know if I'm at the point that I'm calling the police that I'm making jokes. Um, keep in mind and know this. Lander is very small. He probably knows all of the law enforcement on a first name basis. That's very Wyoming. Like we we know our law enforcement officers. We know whatever. He doesn't want to be like, oh my God, my wife is gone. You know, whatever. And so I I might make a joke. Like to that extent though? Maybe if I wasn't super worried yet. I don't know. Just knowing Wyoming. Yeah, I don't know. It just it was it was weird. Yeah. And he just but you've been watching a lot of murder podcasts. <laughs> so true. you're suspicious A of men and B. <laughs> it's always the husband. Um, so Stay the- objective. <laughs> we preach this in our podcast. Know, Stay objective. Follow the evidence. Don't make assumptions. So the neighbors are out in the woods until about 1, 2 a.m. They discover Amy's car and they assume that maybe she just got hurt. And they have no doubt that they're going to find her. They- I would be more worried about about your husband i would be more worried that he would get hurt like like you said twist an ankle break a leg something and a a bear cut well no i mean back then oh yeah and a bear like i would be more (laughs) concerned about you know wildlife yeah in here in wyoming than i would about anything suspicious yeah so the neighbors go to the car and inside are her sunglasses that's julius that i read off of Uh earlier her keys and her wallet. Now the internet is up in roars that her keys were in her vehicle. Total normal thing in Wyoming. And if you're going for a run, where are you going to put your keys? Totally normal thing in Wyoming. Most people don't lock their doors in Wyoming. Right. Well, I mean, I back do. then. I, I mean, I do. I back like, then. Creep, creep. Nope. I listened to, like you said, too much murder podcasts. Yeah. Um, they grab a flashlight out of their vehicle and they start hiking in, looking for Amy. They have no luck. <clears throat> I just lost my complete train of thought. How trails, like, just to kind of paint a picture, usually if you're, like, hiking, there's, like, a trail. Yeah. So, if she's planning a 10K, I doubt that she would be off running up in the unmarked trail area. Right. She's planning a 10K. Mm Mm-hmm. So, they don't find her. It's, like, 2 in the morning. They're, like, well, we're going to go home. It's dark. We're not getting anywhere. We're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Next morning, search crews go out with dogs but find nothing. The police search the car, um, and at the bottom of her to-do list, they find the mile markers for her 10K. Which, And let's just say, I don't know what it was like back then, but today anyway, Wyoming Search and Rescue is straight on point. Yeah. These boys straight know the terrain. They are phenomenal. Yes. They are absolutely phenomenal so this is where it gets a little weird though five days later investigators announced that this is no longer a missing person but a criminal investigation oh just out of the blue as well as 25 fbi agents show up to help the search in lander wyoming interesting 25 i i read that i looked at that in a few different sources because i was like did they mean two like two is that a typo 25 FBI agents showing up in Lander, Wyoming for a missing person? Yeah, that's... That's suspect. Well, that's... Poof. That would raise some eyebrows. Yeah. 
So they set up roadblocks um, on the mountain to stop anybody that comes down or up the mountain if they've seen anything, if they have any information. Um, one witness states that she saw a... How thin- long... How, I'm sorry. How how many days passed? Five. Five days. Okay. One witness states that she saw a thin blonde woman running. Amy was a thin blonde woman. Mm-hmm. Another witness says, says that they saw a blue pickup speeding up the road with a blonde lady in the passenger seat about 3 p.m. Now, who do we know that drives a blue pickup truck? Who? Her husband, Steve. Friends say, he, they, the police call his friend and they say, yes, we did go climbing. And just to get all the information out there, there was no life insurance policy. No one was having an affair. They were just they bought happily a home married three they days were, earlier. Yeah. Like they just bought their home. Mm-hmm. So all of those main reasons that initially come out, yeah, aren't aren't a factor. They bring Steve in for questioning and they ask for a polygraph. He agreed to a polygraph. Then also stated that he would like a lawyer. After getting an attorney, his attorney said, "No, we will not be taking a polygraph." Oh. What, Steve? According to phone records, Steve made a call about 4.43 p.m. from his home. Um, they began to ask the family about Steve and Amy's relationship. She had had a bruise on her arm about a week earlier that her brother had asked what had happened, and she said, Steve gets a little rough sometimes. This is the only report of domestic violence, so it may have been like, okay, so say you and I are talking and I have a bruise on my arm, and I, my husband had gotten a little, like, rough i would have i would say that like if we were like playing and i got a bruise like he pinched me or something like yeah but you would say he pinched me if you uh, yeah. said to me my, he gets if you said to me my husband gets a little rough sometimes we would be doing an episode on your husband <laughs> see i don't think it's that weird mm. if there's no other like any other comment ever before in their three-year relationship of any form of domestic violence from her family that's the one instance hmm i mean i could take this down a different road but maybe they get a little rough sometimes i don't know oh i got you okay okay see and that's where my head went first like if it's like in the bedroom if it's sexually rough okay i'm down for that but if it's <laughs> I, I mean like that i could be like oh get it but if it's but if it's he like gets a little rough sometimes but we don't have the contents like fam- but we don't have the content the family are emotional right now sure their sister his sister's moving missing yeah so now you're you're reading into everything absolutely just saying but i just want to point out this was the only report of domestic violence possible potential potential Family said that he was very controlling, though. On August 6, 1997, the FBI get a search warrant for the house and the truck. The only thing that was taken from the home is Steve's collection of journals that date back from current to mm-hmm. high school. Okay, but what I don't understand, the part that I'm, that I'm having the biggest issue with is refusing a polygraph. Yeah. So his attorney stated that he would tell any of his clients not to take a polygraph because they're not reliable. Okay, but if you are an upset husband whose wife just went missing, I would be like, it would be the first thing that I offered. Like, mm-hmm. let's do what we got to do to clear me so that you can move on and find my wife. Right. So his attorney states because there's like a percentage of false positives. You bet. And so he said, I don't want to risk him popping false positive and the investigation stopped. 
is what his attorney his attorney's argument for that is. Okay, that's fair, but it kind of sounds like bullshit too. Agreed. Because again, my knee jerk reaction would not be, oh, hold on, I'm gonna lawyer up. That would not be my knee jerk reaction. It would be let's do what we gotta do and get it done right now so that we can move forward. Yeah. If I was innocent. Right. However, I've never been in that situation, so I don't know exactly how I would react. So this collection of his journals are taken. Here's what kills me. The FBI takes these journals to Amy's family to validate and to go through. We're taking his Hmm. journals to the victim's family who are already emotionally heightened and are going to read into every little thing. Yeah, however... Five days has passed. Things could have been changed or modified. So to validate what was happening, maybe it's a stretch. It's almost like it's a stretch, but hey, it's Wyoming. Here's got... this. You give it to the family. Let them do the work for us. Is ah. kind of how I take it. Me too. But at least work is being done. True. I mean, it's a stretch. It's a massive gray area, but I can I can vibe with it for a minute. So these stories in these journals, um, in the older ones, do talk about power death and killing people oh they are this is brought back to steve who says that he was in a rock band in high school and these were his lyrics oh amy's family then makes a statement that steve is refusing to speak to them anymore and not returning calls i'm sorry though if i'm being accused of domestic violence of murdering my wife and if i'm innocent i don't know that i'd call my husband's family if they're saying that about me I'd be like, y'all kick rocks. You're supposed to be in my family. You're not on my side. You're not backing me. You're blaming me. That would be incredibly hurtful if I'm innocent. If I'm innocent. Yeah. So to me, that isn't too weird that he's not returning their calls. Yeah. I mean. After all the things they're saying. Everything independently isn't too weird until you start putting things together. So let's just keep going and let me see. I'm I'm trying to not. I'm trying not to go down the road that I chastise so many agencies (laughs) for doing. April 2003, six years later. Six years later. Another suspect is put into play. The suspect that they are throwing out is the Great Basin Serial Killer. Hmm? The Great Basin Serial Killer? He was the one that was the Lomas murder in Casper. Oh, yeah. He is who had killed her. Okay. He was arrested in 2003 for the abduction and rape of another Wyoming woman, Lil Miss, in mm-hmm. 1988. His profile from the FBI states that this could not be his first and only murder that he committed. He had operated within 100 miles of where Amy went missing. He refused to answer any questions about Amy. So it's dropped. There's no evidence. It's just interesting that it was happening around the same time in the same Sure. General area. So it's interesting to throw out there at least. 2004, a year later, Steve approaches the court and asks them to declare Amy dead because he would like to remarry. Her family is very upset about this. Yeah. We jump forward to 2011. A new investigator takes the case and Steve begins to work with this investigator, but no new evidence has surfaced to this day and her body has never been found. And no one has ever been charged with a murder. Something I did find interesting, though, is the police asked um, NASA, who had been in the 90s taking photos of the mountains, aerial photos of the mountains. 
at the same time that Amy went missing. Uh-huh. There's no blood. So, okay, so say we say animal attack. Animals aren't neat and clean with, there would be blood. Yeah. They're not like a killer that's going to clean up their mess. <clears throat> there is no difference, you know, struggle around her vehicle, saying an abduction from the photos mm-hmm. from NASA. And there's no blood. Like, she just vanished. And to this day, has never been found. <clears throat> hmm. Okay, so if you go with the theory that it was an animal, they could drag her body away and do it. The mountains can be very thick, very dense. Our weather is very, um, I mean, it can be 90 and snowing in the same week in Wyoming. It's, our weather is extremely unpredictable Mm -hmm. um, and severe. Perhaps. I think that that's probably a stretch without any sort of... Anything. Struggle marks. Blood. And nothing to this day. Nothing to this day has been found her. Oh. Did he remarry? He did. He's a professional rock climber. Mm. He's remarried. Now... Now, that would be interesting, and this is what I think would be more probable. Like, why was he there? Why was she in the vehicle with him? Did he admit to that? So My voice just cracked. Did you hear that? <laughs> Going through puberty. No. So he Stress. Did not. Like, he, this stresses me out. He didn't. And the thing is, at the same time, that witness says that he's, they saw him with her. He took that phone call at the house. Oh. So. Their time could be off a little it bit. It could. You know, we didn't have, like you said, there wasn't cell phones. Mm-hmm. Maybe they thought it was later or earlier than it was or later than it was. But he had, he had an alibi, right? He was with Sam. Until three. Until three. And, and then she he... was seen at 2.30, so she wasn't running yet. So they were home around, in the same 30-minute increment, around the same time. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't enough time that he could have possibly climbed something, pushed... I mean, she could have been taken to a different location where they weren't searching. 100%. If if she had gotten in the vehicle and had that been the case, I don't know. It's, it's whack. And I don't want to slander him and say, oh, well, yeah, I think he did it. No. Because you don't have any reason to. You don't have any evidence to. He is cooperating now. And he says the reason that he's cooperating now is because he doesn't feel like it's a witch hunt for him anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never been in that situation. I don't know how I would react if everybody was pointing fingers at me saying it was me. Yeah. Especially if you are in You would probably shut down and shut up. Probably. And now it's been far enough away that he... Yeah. She was declared dead, though, by the courts. She's been missing long enough that legally the courts declared her as deceased. Ugh. And that's why he was able to remember Mary. I don't know. I think the base in serial killer is an interesting theory. It is an interesting theory. Because this would have been a few years before Lil Miss, and it is. Lander is close. I mean, mm-hmm. how close is Lander to Casper? Like an hour? Yeah, I mean, it's not that far. It's not very far. 
I mean, not very far for Wyoming. It's a few hours away. So, I mean, it's reasonable thought. Well, you bet. And like you've said before, and, you know, you can make it from one part of the state to the other in an afternoon. I mean, it's not, you know, we're we're at the, the top of, of Wyoming and we can make it, you know, down to Cheyenne in six hours. I mean, it's yeah. not unreasonable to think that somebody could do something at eight o'clock in the morning and be on the opposite end of the of the state yeah you know do something in the mountains and drop it and animals carry that off yeah you know i mean there's been there's been other searches that have happened in wyoming um the girl from the the florida murder you know when they were looking for her body over in the jackson area oh yeah and they found how many other bodies Mm -hmm. you know that they weren't even looking for you know, because Wyoming, especially and primarily in the in the mountains, it is so dense. And literally, I'm a shed hunter. I, I'm an avid shed hunter. And you can walk, and, and this is all I really have to, you know, kind of re- relate it to. I can literally step over a shed and not see it. Right. You know, and this, the seasons and the dramatic weather and the, and the everything, unless you literally step over something or on top of it, it isn't unreasonable to say you're not going to see it. And there's so many things that we're accustomed to in Wyoming. Um, you know, blood. I know. <laughs> you know, dead animals. Things Bones that... Bones from animals that, laying in there. Yeah. That are not unusual and, and that we wouldn't, that would not be alarming. Whereas if you, if you take it to, you know, the city or something and to another state... It would be like, oh, my God, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's, I mean, it's been 26 years. I hope that someday we get an answer because her family deserves closure. Absolutely. I do, do you have anything else to add before I say this part? No. I do want to give a description of Amy and and as well as the Lander Police Department Please. phone number. Um, they are still, this is still an open case. This is not. I mean, it's a cold case, but it's still open. Um, so if there is anybody that maybe she maybe she did just decide this is too much and she started a new life somewhere, we could hope for a happy ending, right? We can we can hope for that. So maybe maybe she's out there somewhere. I don't think that's plausible, but maybe maybe. Um, Amy was born August fourth, nineteen seventy two. About 5'5 five, five to 5'6 five, in height and weighed about 110 to 115 pounds. Blue eyes, blonde hair. Some defining characteristics that she had scars on both of her legs, her shin and her knee. And a checker-shaped scar on her low back and a half-inch by two-inch scar on her cheek. Noticeable when she's cold. Lander Police Department's phone number is 307 332 if there's any information, if you've heard something, you know somebody that's got, I mean, those some of those scars, like a checkered-shaped scar on her back, that's pretty distinguishable. distinguishable. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty big scar on her face. I know it's a stretch. Wyoming's very small. I feel like the people that would know something would probably know something, but maybe people moved and sure. forgot something. Sure. So, I mean, we can just hope that someday this family and Steve and everybody get, get some closure for and, Amy. And Amy. Yeah. And Amy. That she can be put to rest. And we'll put links to all of this up on the podcast and on our Instagram and our Patreon account. And 
Thanks for telling our stories, Samantha. It's important. It, it is hit, important. And it hits home. And it hits home right in our backyard. All right. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you. Stay safe.